Jay Johnson here, and I want to welcome you today to our daily podcast series, Success Diaries. You have dreams of success, and we're here to give you real-life stories that inspire you. From CEOs, entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners, if they can do it, you can too. No BS, no fluff. Let's get to it. I believe in you. Today on Success Diaries, we have Glory St. Germain. And Glory is an elite educator, international best-selling author of the Power of Why Musician series. Glory is the creator of the Ultimate Music Theory Certification Course for Teachers and an expert music business coach and a TEDx speaker. Glory's passion for teaching excellence sets a new standard of achievement in music theory education. I especially connected with her motto, teach with passion. That's a very impressive collection of skill, education, and talent. And I think all of us, Glory, would love to hear your journey. So how did this all begin? Sure. Uh, Well, I'm Glory St. Germain, and I live in Winnipeg, Canada. And when I started teaching, I was six years old. And I used to line up my dolls and, you know, the, the pretty ones that would sit there kind of rolling their eyes as I was teaching them. And then the tall ones that had the attitude that I, I don't need to listen to you. <laughs> and by the age of 16, I was teaching real dolls, live human beings. And what I realized was that they were just like my my dolls. They weren't interested in what I had to say. And I knew that I needed to come up with a plan in order to teach more effectively. So I began to do a lot of research in my materials as a young teacher and my passion grew because originally I'm just, you know, you asked me for my story. So I'm being really honest at 16, the only reason I decided to teach, not because I was that good at it, but because it would make me a lot of money and I wanted to buy a car. And so I was making five times more money than my friends who were just working as babysitters or whatever. I think that was the entrepreneurial birth of me knowing that I could make money if I used my brain and thought about how I could generate cash flow into my business at the age of 16. But what I realized then is that I actually became passionate about music and teaching. So my business grew. And as I grew my business, I realized that there wasn't really effective materials for students to learn. And I thought, if I can't find effective materials for teaching, then I need to become an author and create materials that would help students learn. Mm. And so that's how the Ultimate Music Theory book program was born. Wow, that's fascinating. So how did your parents support that entrepreneurial dream when you were like 16 and you were like doing this, like, I'm going to go get a car and I'm going to teach people and hopefully inspire them to, to be better? Like, how did they support you? Well, you know, it's interesting you ask that question. It's a great question because my parents were also entrepreneurs. My mother only had grade eight education and she became a a seamstress and a dress designer. And they built three businesses, dress shops. Um, And she became the head buyer for the clothing department in a uh, national chain in Canada. And when I was little, she would take me with her on buying trips. And my father was a multi-instrumentalist and he was my first teacher. And he really instilled in me the passion of teaching. And he was also an accountant. So for my 12th birthday, I got a 14 column accounting book that said, (laughs) you know, you're a teacher and you're going to be a teacher. They kind of planted the seed and here's how you do it. And I realized that 
I mean, it's all great to go to college, but you and I both know that in the real world, if you want to get ahead and you want to get ahead faster, you need to find a mentor, you need to find a coach, and you need to do what it takes to grow your business. And when I wanted to buy a car, and I might add that my car that I did buy, I paid cash for it. My parents did not lend me the money because they wanted me to understand that if you really want something, you need to think, what can I, what can I do? You know, and there's been a lot of ups and downs in the road, but that was the first one that taught me a very important lesson. But if you want something, you need to think. And you know, work, they say, yeah. think and grow rich, right? right. Yeah. And yeah, I Napoleon. Thought, yeah, Napoleon Hill. Sure. Absolutely. Yep. So what, what was the car that you bought? Oh, my first car was a VW, little Volkswagen bug and paid cash, hundred bucks. And it had these little flippers on the side that were um, like, if you wanted to turn left, the little left hand would flip up little flippers. It was a really <laughs> classic Volkswagen, but the flippers didn't work. And my dad said, well, that's dangerous. So he was also a mechanic and he went in there and tweaked it. So I had to flip the little switch in order to make it go. So of course I became the party queen because everybody, I had a car, no one else did. You were cool. So when we would go driving down the road, I would flip them. So my car would do like flipping up and down like a bird. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I was also in sports, a little bit of an athlete. And I was just passionate about combining my skill sets to, to further my career in the entrepreneurial world. So that's how it started. Wow, that's a great story. My first car was a Volkswagen Beetle. It was a bug. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I bought it in cash. I was, you know, 16 and a half or 17. I can't remember. I thought I was the coolest thing on the block. I yeah. would be out there waxing this bug, you know, in my car with my shirt off in the summer and the radio on. Right. And I thought right. I was, I thought I was like the old school, like cat's pajamas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I remember pulling up in front of the gas station and they would say, well, oh, you had to go, I think, and pay or whatever it was, or they filled it up. And, and they said, how much gas would you like? And I used to say, oh, I'll just have 50 cents. Yep. A 50 yeah. cents, not right. even a dollar. No, and I'd I drive know. around for a week. Yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. Continue your journey. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I had my car and I was teaching. I was also a camp counselor. So I was always in the teaching profession, whether I was teaching at camp, how to canoe, uh, whatever it might be. And so I realized after that it was time for me to, to continue my own education. And what happened is as I was writing is that I, I had this book, I wrote three books, didn't know anything about it. I just was creating worksheets and they became books. And as I went to different publishers, they all said, oh no, go away, little girl, come back after your books actually sell. And I was angry and I, sure. I'll share with you a song that I still listen to to this day. And it's a, it's called Uptown Funk. And love one it. of the lines in there is don't believe me, just watch. I love and that. I was so annoyed that they were condescending to me as what I thought, you know, I'm a thought leader in the music industry and you're, you're just pushing me away. So I became a publisher and then I connected with my, uh, the universe brought me Sheila McKibben-Uren, who became my editor and then my co-author. And she was my first team member. And we realized then we traveled together doing workshops and clinic presenting in front of many teachers. And what I realized was that these teachers felt exactly like I did. They were not confident in teaching music theory because music theory is not something that 
where do you go to learn how to teach it? You learn how to play the piano and how to teach it or guitar or voice or all these other things. But theory is just expected that you will know. So explain, then, ex, I'm sorry to interrupt, but explain to our listeners what music theory is. Yes. Music theory is the universal language of music. It's what helps us understand the mechanics and the elements. So music theory is notation on the staff. It's rhythm, it's time signatures, key signatures, um, dynamics, articulation, and all of these things. It's like trying to write a book, but you don't know how to spell and you don't even know the alphabet. It's almost impossible. So even if you are a self-taught musician, you still understand rhythm because if you play guitar, you got to strum your guitar, mm -hmm. you play the piano, you kind of figure something out right. if you're playing by ear. But what happens if you don't learn music theory is that you're limited as a composer. You're limited with your sight reading. You're limited with your vocal ability because you don't understand. You can't even communicate to the band what key you're singing in because you don't know. So it is the essential. It's what helps you as a musician take the next step of elevation in your own. And it's more fun when you know things. It's kind of like if you're going to um, learn how to do a podcast. Well, there's a lot of elements in it. And at first it might not be fun because you're like, well, I don't know how to do that. But if you have a teacher, if you have a coach or a guide or someone to give you the shortcuts, you're like, oh, well, that's easy. And then it becomes fun. And right. that's really what I'm all about is having fun, being passionate about teaching, but giving you the tools to do that. And one thing I do want to add is that I'm also an NLP practitioner. And what I discovered in my research was that we learn differently. There's visual, auditory, kinesthetic learners. And I realized that I needed to also, even though I took my training just for my own, because I wanted to be a better communicator, but I realized that in order to build rapport and understand modalities and submodalities, I needed to include this training in the Ultimate Music Theory Certification course. So other teachers wouldn't have to go through all the years of research and development that I did, but go, this is what I need as a music teacher. So mm -hmm. that's what I put it into the program. Let me ask you how you teach a music teacher to be passionate about what they teach. I think it's not so much about teaching them to be passionate, but I think it's about giving them the tools to express themselves and find why did they even start this in the first place because so often I think our passion can get lost in in being alone as a music educator and an entrepreneur so often we're very much alone we teach maybe out of our homes and we don't even have friends that are teachers and oftentimes in interviewing people to come into our lead educator program they say well I'm just a music teacher right. and so the first thing that I introduce them to is mindset. You know, you probably heard of Dr. Carol Duick's mindset mm -hmm. book on, on, you know, fixed mindset and growth mindset. And we all have a little bit of both, but you have that fixed mindset persona. And you've heard this too. You know, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're either right. way, you're right. Absolutely. So I want to help them take that fixed mindset shift and help them, exp you know, consider a growth mindset, because once you get that, you can take your teaching to a whole nother level because you can help your students. And I've taught for many, many years. And when I look back at my students and say, well, when I was a young teacher, you know, I had students that were quitting after a year. And I think, why? That was my fault. Cause I, I wasn't a good communicator. I didn't really mm -hmm. know how to communicate with the triad. A triad in music is, um, is three notes 
that are played together for harmony that can create beautiful harmony or dissonance with tension. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the relationship of a teacher and a student and a parent, that triad is the same as a musical triad. It can create beautiful harmony or dissonance with tension. And you have to know how to navigate that relationship. And that's what I teach inside my program. And that's why there's, you know, we, I'm, I'm bragging right now, but the success in our program is phenomenal. And it's because we're giving teachers the tools and the community support to just have fun and to get excited and support each other. And that really, I think, is what's happened in the last three or four years is that we've needed more of a community to support entrepreneurs and, and, in, and, you know, music teachers are needed. The world would be nothing without music. Oh, I so, totally agree. Magic. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, just think how <clears throat> when you give them the tools and you align their passion with it and they get educated, they must get fired up. Yeah. I mean, how can that not translate into like better students and more talent and more well, creativity? It is more creative. You're absolutely right. I I think one of the things too, is that when I'm teaching teachers in our ultimate music theory certification course and lead educator program, it's about passion. It's about their purpose. What lights them up? Do you want to teach young children? Do you like teaching adults? Do you want to diversify? How do you teach theory club classes? But the other thing that I teach them is how to build a profitable business. And what are the elements that it takes to grow and scale? And you need multiple streams of income. Uh, you know, I'm an international best-selling author. I've written over 50 books. Last year alone, we had five international bestsellers in the Power of Why Musician series. And when I'm teaching teachers how to build a business, I'm giving them the marketing materials because, because you're a teacher doesn't mean you know anything about marketing. And right. so now we have to go take a marketing course. Right. So And also, how are you going to increase your income? So I'm going to show you how to go from making $50 an hour to making $300 an hour. And instead of making $2,000 a month, you can build a six-figure business being a music teacher. So it's all there for you as long as you, you know, walk down the path and pick up the tools as you go and have some fun. So let me ask you, do you find that there are teachers who take the course and then discover that because they're just you know, a music teacher, that they have low self-esteem or self-worth issues or lack of self-confidence? And how do you, how do you approach that? 100%, 100%. Actually, as you go through the certification course, all of that is taught in the program. And as they go through, and here's one of the other things, and to the best of my knowledge, we're one of the only publications that does this. I'm a researcher, so I, I research everything. And One of the things that I often have found in the past and in the books that I didn't find were resourceful was that there wasn't a cumulative learning. So a cumulative learning is in all of our books, there's 12 lessons in every book. And at the end of every lesson is an accumulative review test. And this is the same for our teachers. As you're going through the program, I'm going to teach you these elements. And at the end of that lesson, you're going to have an accumulative review test. So for example, if you're on level lesson six, lessons one through five, because you build. Let's talk about building a a piece of music. First, you need to have a melodic line. Next, you need to have a rhythmic pattern. Next, you might add some harmony below that. Next, you might put in some articulation, staccato or legato, nice and smooth. Then you might add some dynamics. So you're constantly building on this masterpiece that you've composed. And the same elements apply to teaching. You can't just go from 
not knowing anything to being, oh, I'm a passionate teacher. There are steps that you need to take to elevate your skill set. Sure, and sure. we also do accountability partners and we do coaching. I'm a coach, so I coach every week and I'm passionate about it. And the first thing we do in our coaching calls is we share our weekly wins. And believe me, those teachers are proud. And sometimes that might be a hand raise that said, I'm really proud because I enrolled two new students this week and they're so excited to be coming. Huge and so that's for okay. them. Right, huge it's for them. Yeah, it's fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see the headlights come on. Yeah, and and you know what's interesting is I do a lot of interviews. Like we have a YouTube channel and I interview a lot of our elite educators and talk about their story. And they do share exactly what you said. They said, I wasn't very confident. I didn't know what to do. And I just kind of was Googling things. One of the gentlemen who signed up in our program just a couple of days ago, and I said to him, you know, how did you, how did you find us? And he said, I was on YouTube and I just Googled how to teach music theory because he just got hired for a job to teach at a college. And he's like, I took the job, but I really don't know what I'm doing. I was just excited. I got a job, you know, I'm a, teacher, a music teacher. Right. And so of course he signed up and he went, I just can't wait. And he is implementing, he's already gone through the first module, already written the exam and submitted it. And now there's three exams to complete and he's beaming. And he came into the coaching calls and said, oh my gosh, I'm learning so much. I'm so proud. I'm going to be a great teacher. And I'm, you know, that lights me up. So we know they're, they're a success story. Yeah. Success stories. I mean, you love to hear people feed off other people's success and it actually encourages them to believe in themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you, do you teach, um, do you have a course for, for the students or is it just teachers? Yes. So we have our complete music theory course. Good question. Our complete music theory course is, is really um, an accelerated learning, learning course for adults. So sometimes you might be an adult learner that's, you know, taking voice or piano or whatever instrument you're playing violin. And you might say, okay, well, Hey, I just, you know, I just want to learn. So our complete music theory course is hundred percent online. It's a go at your own pace course. And it goes through all the modules, all the downloadable workbook, the complete music theory workbook the complete music theory answer book everything is there for you so it's just for you to go at your own pace and um one of the things too that we also have is our ultimate music theory teachers membership so this is for teachers around the world we have teachers throughout oh god um australia new zealand south africa singapore australia u.s canada hong kong so (laughs) It's, it's wonderful um, that we're, ex, you know, exploding in, in the marketplace. And it just goes to show you that a little piano teacher from Winnipeg can grow, you know, a global business, but it wasn't always roses. I want to share a little story with you, if I may. I was sitting in my music studio and my husband is a professional entertainer, does big shows. He's the breadwinner in the family many years ago now. And uh, he was on the road doing big shows. And my husband got sick and he landed up in the hospital. And so the revenue from all of his shows, he's big entertainer, you know, 20,000 yeah. people in the Canadian country music hall of fame. I mean, he's wow. famous television shows for many years nationally here in Canada. And so his income went to zero. Like overnight. And I had overnight and I had two young children that were at home and <clears throat> I was teaching as much as I could. I was completely exhausted and I had no idea how I was going to pay the bills. I was at the max of all of my credit cards, everything overdrawn. And I was just like, I don't, what am I going to do? And so I thought, well, you have a choice. 
you can think you can't, or you can think you can, and either way you're right. So what can you do? And that, my friend, is when I came up with thinking about teaching a group class. I thought, well, I'm teaching the same thing over and over and over again. Music theory, music theory, every student that walks in the door, private one-on-one. -on -one. So I thought, what if I took all of my students and I put theory classes together? So they'd come for their private, you know, I teach piano, come for their private right. piano lesson, and they would be in a group class for theory. And you just have to go with it. When you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere else to go. So I reached out to the parents and I said, oh, you've been, you've been promoted. You get to start theory club class next week. And here's how much it is. And you'll need to bring a check. And uh, much to my surprise, they all said, oh, we've been promoted. Oh, that sounds so fantastic. That's and great. they all signed up. So overnight, my income went from that two, $3,000 a month to doing 10,000 a month. Not only did I pay off all my credit card bills and, you know, eventually paid off our home and my husband is recovered and doing fine and back on the road. But that was a defining moment for me. And even as we came into COVID uh, last year, um, you know, we had, when, when things kind of shut down for a while and again, multiple streams of right. income. Sure. So my book sales to retailers across North America, you know, thousands of dollars of purchase orders coming in every week went to zero. So now you have a choice. You can either cry, starve to death, or you can come up with how you can help. And that is when I created the Elite Educator Program to help teachers instantly teach online, instantly have the resources to have marketing materials, instantly have everything that they needed right now. And they were terrified. Some of them didn't even know what Zoom was, you know. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Most. I created a problem solving solution. And these teachers were like, oh my gosh, not only did they learn how to become like really efficient and effective as teaching online educators, but we created the membership that's got online games and all these resources to make teaching fun. And it saves, did you know there was 21 million new online learners just last year in the US alone? That's crazy. That's crazy. And yeah. because of that, it's not only enabled me to grow my business internationally, but now teachers are teaching, oh, they've got two students in Singapore and two students in Australia. Right. Right. So just like you and I are connected. Right. We're not even in the same country. Right. And we're hanging out. Yeah, I love right? hanging out with you. Yeah. I so love let me out. so listen, let's go back to that defining moment because <clears throat> it's obvious that you grew up with an entrepreneurial um, atmosphere at home, right? And you know, you're kind of in that vein, you had some leadership ability and you weren't afraid to exercise that. But when you go back to that point where your husband was in the hospital and you had to decide what to do, like take me through that for a minute because people that are listening, you know, they may not have the resources or think they don't have the resources. They think yeah. they may not have the money, right? They're also afraid to like, take that leap and that belief in themselves. And so take me through that defining moment for just a second. Like, how did you actually like, like process that? And then tell people how to do that if you can. I'm going to tell you, this is going to be my tip and it needs two things. Okay, maybe three. Number one, you need a pencil. Number two, you need a piece of paper. And number three, you need to be by yourself. You need to be alone with your thoughts. I've done a lot of reading, which is important for anyone, whether you want to be an entrepreneur or not, please read a book. 
Right. Uh, and, and educate yourself on what's possible for you to live your life with purpose and passion. And I sat here with my pencil and you and I are together and I have my book right here always. And as you speak, I take notes, right? Mm -hmm. What am I, what am I thinking today? I, I mean, I've got so many journals, they probably would all become a book, but I sat here with my pencil and my paper and I wrote down thoughts. What could I do? Do I want to go and teach in a school? No. And I, I would divide the line to say, here's everything that's, that's a yes. Here's everything that's possible. And just start to process the thinking. When I uh, was um, really going through that moment, I was sitting right here in this very room, you know, crying and thinking and being alone and putting my kids to bed. And I came in here with my pencil and my paper and I just wrote down as many things as I could think of to generate income into, into my, my business. And that was actually the last thing on the list was teaching. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. And, and it goes to show you that you need to write a long list. Don't just think, oh, I, I don't have any ideas. Think. Right. Yes, it's true. Think and grow rich. It is there. And I also had a moment that was very similar to that even um, before we lived in this home when I was kind of in the same financial situation, <laughs> broke again. I've been broke a lot of times, but each time I get smarter because I climb out. And at that moment, um, I had just bought a video camera. And again, broke and thinking, what can I do? So what do you do? You get out a pencil and you get out a piece of paper and you write down everything that's possible. And as I was writing things out with my little video camera beside me, I thought, well, what could I do with a video camera? I thought, well, what if I videotaped weddings? And I looked in the phone book, the yellow pages back then. Now I don't have yeah. phone books anymore. And I found one person one. And I reached out to that person and said, could I come over and like, just have a conversation? And he said, oh yeah, there's like, I'm the only person here. So uh, through that conversation of reaching out to a mentor, like if you are feeling that you're stuck, just Google someone, speak to someone, but start with your own thoughts, map it out. And because of that relationship, I landed up developing a video production company just me by myself started with a little video camera and I ran that company for 15 years That's great. while I was teaching. And then eventually I sold that company because it was exhausting, but it made me a lot of money. And I, I just thought, you know, I wanted to spend time with my family and I had about eight people working for me and I loved it. But I think you're right about you just because you're an entrepreneur in one aspect doesn't mean that you can't do something else as well. So I'm always looking for opportunities. We have our Ultimate Music Theory app right now. We're just developing the Ultimate Music Theory app for kids. You know, we've got a lot of things that we enjoy doing and I've got a new book coming out. So yeah. So you're excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I thought was important when you said, you know, grab a pencil, grab, grab a piece of paper and sit down with yourself alone. So alone is what resonated with me because so many people don't necessarily always grow up with the best support systems, yep. you know, and it's odd that a lot of family uh, does not support people's dreams. They knock them down and, and they stay down because they're influenced by that. So 100%. I think it's, yeah. So I think what you said by sitting down alone with your thoughts was probably a magical piece of information that you just shared because it's very important. 
yeah, that you listen to yourself. Yeah, I think that was really good. Yeah, and I also like the fact that you stated that you were broke several times, which means that you had some failures. And as we always say, right, it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get up. And you learn, you fail your way to success because failure is inevitable. Don't you agree? No one is perfect. You have to fail and just learn from it and not take it personally. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, one of the things that really I share in my coaching, I want to tell you two things. One of them is that when you develop and grow your business, here's what I found to be true. It's not about how many millions of dollars you make. It's how profitable you are. And I teach that in my course. It's not about saying, ooh, I'm a six-figure business, but you might owe 6.5 figures, right? right? So what? You, you, we've all known million, million, trillion dollar companies that have gone under. Totally. Why? Because they're not effective at managing their funds. Totally. And so we've all been there and the lessons that you learn. But I wanted to go back to what you said about alone time. And this is an important point that I wanted to share. And I call it my circle of fifths. So in music, we have a circle of fifths, as it's called. But I also talk about your personal circle of fifths. So this is my philosophy. Here is me. And I have this little fence around me. And in my circle, my vast circle, I have my family, I have my friends, I have colleagues, business associates, everyone. But I am very guarded with my circle of fifths, which is the five people. And one of them might just be a mentor. One of them might be my coach. One of them could be a teammate of mine. One could be just someone I aspire to be like, you know, I love Oprah. She's like, I, she ran a marathon and so did I, you know, I just follow her someday. I want to be on her show. So when we look at, at who influences us and Jim Rohn, who you may have heard of, I love Jim Rohn and I've listened to his things many, many times. And I'll never forget having a conversation with my son, David, who runs, you know, three, you know, multi-million dollar companies on his own. He's an entrepreneur. He started working for me when he was 12, but that's another story. When I remember saying to my son, David, one day, and I took him to a, what were we into that? A retail investment course. Yeah, I was there too. Investment <laughs> in properties. And I took him to this thing. He's only 12. And, but I thought, you know, you're going to learn something. And he did. But the point of this was, is that we got to get into the Jim Rohn stuff together. And, you know, years later, I said to him, oh, you know what, if Jim Rohn is ever like in the area, I'm going to pay for you and I to go and see him because like, that would be cool. And then he said to me, mom, I said, yeah, he said, Jim Rohn has passed away. And I was like, what? I was so sad. Like I cried as if I had known him personally, because I felt that way. Yeah. I think I have half of his speeches memorized, but the point is you need to keep your, your, your personal five, your circle of fifths, very close to your heart. It doesn't mean you don't like your family or you don't right. like your right. friends, but I do not discuss business with my friends. I don't ask them their opinion on my marketing materials. You know, I'm writing a book. I have a book coach, right? I have right. an account, the bookkeeper. We have team right. members. I have someone who works on marketing with me, uh, someone else on my YouTube channel. So It's not, I don't ask people that don't know. And that's why if you're going to be teaching, why would you ask your friend what they think about it? Or even your parents, because you're right. There's a lot of people who do not support. And you know why? Because they're afraid that you're going to change. Exactly. You're going to be so successful. Exactly. That you're not going to be the same person anymore. Right. And that's what they're afraid of. It's not that they don't love you. 
It's that they don't support you because they're afraid that you're going to change and you won't be the person that they want you to be. That's right. So don't tell them anything. That's why. <laughs> don't tell them anything. Keep your own little mastermind circle separate. Absolutely agree with that. You know, funny story, like my son started to work for me when he was 12. I had an Italian ice pushcart business years ago, and he started running the pushcart business when he was 12. And he had 20 year old employees and he's, you know, self-employed today and, you know, living in Arizona, he's 30 years old and, you know, doing great. But yeah. So he grew up with like a crazy father, like, you know, as most entrepreneurs are in one way or another. And um, yeah. And, and it's funny. um, I used to pay my kids $5 to listen to a cassette tape by uh, Earl Nightingale or Stephen Covey or Napoleon Hill or whoever. And if they listened to six of them, I gave them $30. That's brilliant. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, because what are they listening to? They're watching TV and cartoons on Saturday morning. And they go, well, listen to some, make some money. Here's your allowance. This is how you're going to get it. I love that. I love that so much. It's so funny because my dad used to pay me a dollar an hour to practice Yeah, my piano. Yeah. And, and I mean, he was going to have to buy my clothes anyway, but it's, I used that same philosophy with my daughter, Sherry, who started in music lessons when she was two years old. And she's now a music producer in Las Vegas and she performs on Cirque du Soleil and she's a multi-instrumentalist and she's a superstar. And when I look at what she has accomplished, uh, she's often said to me, well, number one, cause our whole family is entrepreneurs, but because when you provide someone with the tools when they're young, then they're going to process that. And I remember her because that was our rule. If there was a problem, what do you do? Okay, mom, take your pencil, take your paper, go in your room, yeah. write it down, then come talk to me. We're not talking right now. You're going to think. And Excellent. I like that. You know that you actually retain 30 to 40% more information when you write things down. Absolutely. And right. why when I'm teaching every masterclass that I do, we always have a workbook. And I always ask people, am I teaching you in, in what modality, visual, auditory, or kinesthetic? Put it in the chat. And some will say visual, some will say auditory. Mm-hmm. And then I explain the difference between the three of them. Mm-hmm. And then I say, actually, I'm teaching you in all three modalities. And that's why you learn faster. And that's why when you said to your son, here you go, this is what you're going to do. You're providing him with those tools as a young man. And I hope he's thanks- thanking you for all that. Oh, they <laughs> so have. I- yeah. All my kids. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you now, when you have an artist or somebody that's interested in music, and, you know, they have technology available today. They can do YouTube, you know, they can get famous on TikTok, some of these kids, right? Do they learn music theory? Yes. If they didn't, would it be limiting to them on their creativity levels? Yes. Because think of it this way. If you want to be a dancer, I love to dance, but I can only give you so many moves. Right. <laughs> that are not- by the way, I'm one of those awkward dancers, but I just love it anyway. I can only do so much and I can go on YouTube and I can watch some things and then I can watch some other things. But here's the thing is that there's not that learning of, of progression as we just talked about in creating a musical thing, right? That you're just kind of smushing things together. You're getting a couple of moves from this one and a couple of moves from that one. So when you are learning music theory and you have a process just as there is a process with business, right? You don't just go to an investor unless you have a pitch deck or right. they'll say, what, why are you here? So there is a process of getting your musicianship on track and knowledge is power. 
I wouldn't be sitting here today with you, who I'm like so honored to be a guest on your podcast. And thank you again, unless I had done my due diligence in building my business. And I'm always a student. I've always had coaches and I pay a lot of money for my coaches. But if you don't invest in yourself, you can't grow. And I know you know this to be true, that me as the leader of my company, my team can only rise as high as the leader. That's right. Yeah. Totally. And so if I'm not going to learn, then we're, how can we grow? So whenever I sign up for another course, they're like, yes, Glory's going to learn something. <laughs> so we're going to elevate our skill sets, you know? Well, you so, keep them growing. Yeah, it keeps them growing. I, I did UPW with Tony Robbins and I've done music or music business mastery. That's my company. I did, did business mastery with Tony Robbins and got to be on the big screen with him and with Sage Levine. I'm in her uh, exclusive program as well, Lotus, and got to be on the stage and thought leaders. And I was like, wow, look at me. I'm in the picture here with Sage Levine, <laughs> thought leadership. And I'm like, awesome. ooh, this is cool. So, and, you know, done my TEDx talks and it's just fun. It's fun, but everyone... I'll give you my three D's. Everyone has taken three steps. First, I had a desire. I had a desire to do a TED talk. I have a big whiteboard and you know, in the silence of my thoughts, I write on the whiteboard, what are my goals? And one of them was to do a TED talk long time ago. So that was a desire. And I mean, it was just the thought and I wanted to do it, but nothing really happened. Well, why is that? Well, because I didn't have a burning desire. When I had that burning desire, I bought the red TED rug, right? Just bought the rug, didn't have anything else. I just had the rug. And I stood on the rug just quietly. And I thought, what would that feel like? So I thought, all right, then that desire took me to, you know, the next step, which is really determination. I'm going to do this. So then I got a coach and went through the process and, you know, it's, Coaching is expensive, as you know, but it was, and you don't get paid to do a TED Talk, but it was a desire that I had that I wanted to share my, my message that perhaps I could empower someone else to just think outside the right. box. And that was really what took me to my destiny of, of getting it done and, and, you know, and arriving there. And then I not only did one last year, but I did a TEDx Talk this year as well. So um, the first one I did was Overcome the Overwhelm. Was that the second one? Um, overcome the Overwhelm, which is just... And I felt it, you know, it was interesting because as I was working with my coach and writing my story and memorizing it, which really helps you internalize it. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm really, I think every, if you're going to do a Ted talk, you, you have to memorize it. It has to be inside of you in order to feel it and really deliver. And, and as I was yeah. going through that, I felt every painful moment and you even see me and doing my talk. And in one of them, I was sharing a story about my dad and how I could, he, we didn't have a metronome. So my dad would tap his pencil on the piano and eventually there was a little dent in there. And he Is that right? I said, I, yep. Oh, there was a dent because ah. we afford a metronome. He'd just oh, tap yeah. his pencil, yellow pencil, you know, <laughs> and tap away. And he was my first teacher. And then I would practice for hours and my dad would tap. He was very good at it. He should have been a drummer. <laughs> and, and I could still feel the dent in the wood. And even as I said that, I could feel it. And it just was like, oh, you know, I miss my, my dad and my mom. Yeah. And it was very impactful to go back to that moment. And I think sometimes we don't, we don't give ourselves credit for overcoming what we have and all the obstacles that we've had and, and celebrate ourselves. It's okay to say, hey, way to go. Good for you. Pat yourself on the back. Celebrate you. Because if you don't have confidence and celebrate yourself, no one else is going to have confidence in you either. So, right. And yeah. life is to be lived the way you yeah. want to live it. Right. 
You should stand up, be vertical and be proud and be unique because you are unique in the universe. And, you know, tomorrow's never been touched by mankind before, ever. It's totally yours. You can do whatever you want with it tomorrow. So I love that. I love that philosophy of desire, determination, and destiny. Yeah. Now, so when you were standing on that red rod, were you just, did you just like close your eyes and just visualize yourself on that stage? 100%. How many times did you do that? Oh, every day for hours. When I started taking those steps and working with the, I was obsessed. And I think one of the teachers said, I'm just looking for balance in my life. And I said, okay, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but if you're an entrepreneur, the word balance is not in the same sentence as yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah, we can't When spell I was it. writing my books, my 50 books, many nights, as in, you know, the great Einstein said, when he was writing, many times people would be sleeping. And that's how I felt when I was standing on the Ted rug and when I was rehearsing and I would rehearse on the Ted rug and I would look in the mirror and I would imagine that there was lots of people staring at, like you have to go through that mindset of being and standing up. You don't just sit and rehearse, you stand, you go through the motions. It's just like rehearsing if you're a dancer. And I think that's very, very important is going, as a matter of fact, that's a lot of NLP as well, is putting yourself in the success place, Mm -hmm. right? So that you can visualize that. What does that feel like? Can you hear the applause? What does it feel like to hold a microphone? For many people, that's a scary thing, right? Yeah, right. And I remember my husband, who I mentioned, he's an entertainer and he's also a vocal coach. I remember when we, this is my music studio that I'm in right now, but he had his studio on the lower level and he had a stage built uh, for his vocal coaching. And he said to me, honey, can you just go stand up on the stage and I'll just put on some music and just sing, just going to check the microphones. I stood on that stage and I was terrified. I said, this is really scary. And he said, what do you, what do you mean? Is the floor not good? Like we had just built the stage. And I said, no, it's just like scary, like just stepping up and a microphone. I said, this is really scary. And he said, that's the point is putting yourself that. in the position of what do you want your life to look like? Right. Whether you want to be an educator, whether you want to be a podcast expert, you have to know what does it feel like to have a conversation, right? Right. right. So it's just all a part of your journey. And I think one thing that you can give everyone, it doesn't even cost you anything. And that's a smile. And sometimes because the last few years, of course, everyone's had to go out wearing these masks. And I remember seeing someone, I was just going to grab a cup of coffee and of course she had her mask on and she had a name tag on her name was joy. And my name is glory. And I looked at her and I said, Oh, how's your day going? And she ignored me. She didn't say anything. And I thought, okay, well, that's odd. Maybe she didn't hear me. So she's making my coffee. And finally she handed it to me. And I said, Oh, I noticed your name is joy. You know, are you having a joyful day? And she shook her head and she said, I haven't been joyful in two years. And it made me feel so sad. And Mm -hmm. I said, Today, I'm going to bless you with joy because my name's Glory. And I was born on Christmas Day. And the day I was born, my mother was joyful and she said, Glory to God. And that's how I got my name. And I realized then that we need to smile because if all we do is just ignore the person beside you or even on the phone, I can tell if you're smiling on the phone because of the way that you're, 
that your voice is presented. Absolutely. And I remember that when I was just making sales calls, right? I would have a big sign that said smile. smile. And I'd yeah. be like, hi, how are you doing? There you and go. I would be smiling because I would be hoping that this would be infectious, right? So give a smile. You just might change someone's day. And I did go back to the coffee shop not long after. And she said to me, oh, she said, I remember you. Your name is Glory. And I said, yeah. oh, yeah. How do there you, you go. So your little impact. You brought me joy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my grandmother lived with us growing up and uh, she didn't talk a lot, but she was a very strong, independent woman. And she said to me, you smile first and because you always smile first and they will smile back. Nice. And I was like, okay, that was pretty good. That was one of the things I took away from her. It's always true because everybody's day can be impacted. Yeah, totally. So let me ask you a quick question. So when you, so when I owned restaurants years ago, I owned a bunch of restaurants. I used to run this movie in my head of what a AAA restaurant operation looked like with my employees, my managers, you know, my people in the back. And I always tried to match their performance, their behavior with my movie every single day. And then I taught a lot of people how to actually do that in their own life. And uh, I think that was one of the techniques that I used a lot early on to actually have successful restaurant operations better than the competition because I was running this movie that I visualized just like you did with the Ted talk on the, you know, standing there. I'm sure you ran through it from start to finish all the time so that your movie would actually match you when you went out on, on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. And people can use those techniques in anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, that was an awesome, that was awesome. So tell me, thank, first of all, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us in your expertise. I'm sure people just love that story and are inspired. So tell people how they could reach you if they're interested, where yeah, they can absolutely. find you. Yeah, absolutely. You can go to ultimatemusictheory.com and you'll find that's our website, ultimatemusictheory.com. If you would like to learn more about the Ultimate Music Theory certification course and would like to book a strategy session call with me, you can just go to join umt.com and you will see what it's all about and you can book an exclusive one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me it's free and yeah we'll just see if it's a fit for us to work together awesome well thank you so much for joining us today it was a pleasure really and i love your vw story the vw yeah. bot awesome i love it Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today make sure you subscribe to the show in itunes or wherever you consume podcasts information. And if you feel so inclined, please leave a four or five star rating and a comment with a review below. We hope you truly learned something today. Share this podcast. We'll see you next time.